Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Number one podcast next to a perpendicular mattress. Yeah, if you have not been to the studio slash basement. There's, some, there's been an upgrade. There's been an upgrade. <laughs> I like how we, we leveled up. We assume everyone who listens to this is in a position to have visited the basement. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's a cool house, you know, break in, hang out. <laughs> Kick it. Yeah, when I'm not here. Uh, we upgraded the guest bedroom. It's well, the base. The podcast, the podcast room, room is also the guest bedroom. Usually, for the guests, we have like a really nice deluxe inflatable mattress. Yeah, it's Coleman. Yeah, it's it has like a fake headboard and everything. It's no, it's no joke. It's good. It's, it's Kirkland brand. It's, it's Kirkland. It's got fake bed bugs. <laughs> Uh, we upgraded it to a regular bed, and the bed takes up too much space, so we wouldn't be able to do the podcast, so we lean it up against the wall, absorbs the sound. So you may notice this podcast sounds extra amazing. Yeah, my voice sounds like a queen-size bed. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get that booming king-size voice? <laughs> well. Oh, man. I was uh, Today I was doing copies at Staples. Because you don't have a printer at home? <laughs> color copies. Come on. That, that you don't have a color printer I do. This shit's expensive. <laughs> On my own, you go to Staples. It's a lot cheaper, man. <laughs> anyway, so the woman who was helping me was a Preggers. She's pregnant. What was a Preggers? Yeah, she was. Uh, I got the nationality. She, the woman helping me was, yeah, was she a was Preggers. She was one of those Preggers. <laughs> you know, from Pregnant Island. <laughs> you know. She was pregnant, and she's helping me, and this other pregnant woman comes up, and- Did they no, have a belly fight? Yeah, well, no. They, she notices that she's pregnant, and she goes, hey, hey, look at us. We're working girls. <laughs> And I laughed out loud because I thought that was hilarious. But the woman who was working there didn't get the joke. Or it hit a little too close to home. No, I think she just didn't get the joke because Ah. there was no sort of reaction either way. Ah. And so I was like, man, that's how I feel when I perform my shows. You're like, hey, we're working girls. (laughs) I I did what I think is a hilarious joke and then no one laughs. Ah, so that was good. That was the highlight of my day today, and probably that's, will be the highlight of my day tomorrow. Yeah, that's, you're, you're gonna live that right that carry, wave. It will carry. I don't have a lot going on in my life, so I've got a wave I'm riding probably for the next two weeks. Uh, last week at the fair I was performing at two stalkers. Nice. Yeah. Female, male, both ladies. Okay. One an older lady named uh, Linda. Ooh. Yeah, and one a younger lady named Cheryl. And, okay, so when you say older lady, what does that mean to you? She brought her grandkids to see my show. Okay. So she so she's at least 26, I'm assuming, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So but how like is she how old is she? Probably in her 60s. Okay, 60s, all right? Yeah, and she saw my show maybe the 5th day so for the her- Louis Fox show charisma yep. caught her eye. she wasn't even in, wanted to see the show she was sitting before the show eating a corn dog oh, and as grandmas do she had on one side was mustard and the other side was ketchup oh, classic so she would bite one side enjoy the mustard side flip it oh so she's like a weirdo <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> who does that so i i chatted with her and naturally, because you see that, and you—that's someone you want to talk to. Yeah, so you I, have questions to ask. I a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she doesn't like to mix the flavors. Gotcha. It's too much in yep. the mouth. It's a lot. 
So she came to uh, one show a day every day from there on in. Wow. And the last day, she was at three of my four shows. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. So kind of a last cast effort to get your attention? or Yeah, it kind of was. Okay. And after every show, she would take a picture with me. And at first, like, her arm's around me, uh, you know, like on my shoulder. And I have my arm kind of around her, but I'm doing what every Santa Claus is trained to do, where both palms yeah, are yeah, visible yeah, yeah. in all Hands pictures. are in the air. Hands yep. are in the air. I went full Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah. Then the next picture, the next day, her hand's a little bit lower and a little bit lower, and then it's on my hip. By what? The, uh, so by the last day... Her daughter's there, who I had met before on previous days. Uh-huh. Her daughter's like, another picture with Louie? Wow. <laughs> She's like, geez, you've already blown up three of them. Yeah. <laughs> They're already hanging above the fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your face on the Burt Reynolds photo. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Stalker 2. Wait, hold on. How did you end with Stalker 1, Linda? Yes. Yeah, so the 60-year-old hot dog-eating grandma. Corn dog-eating oh, lady. corn dog, yeah. I finished my last show and I'm packed. She's like, I guess this is goodbye. I'm like, yes, Aww. it is. Aww. Yes, it is. You're like, we'll be pen pals. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll write you every day for a year. <laughs> well, I told my wife about this. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of concerned. This is kind of creeping me out. Uh-huh. She's like, really, you? <laughs> She's like, you couldn't land a 60-year-old grandma. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you ain't got no game. She's like, I'm married to you and I barely have sex with you. <laughs> I get a 25-year-old you, but the 42-year-old you, not so much. No. No. <laughs> okay, so you, did you say, hey, it was nice meeting you? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Luckily, there was another dude um, there, my buddy Zach, who kind of helped guide it away. Uh-huh. The second she leaves, other stalker walks up Ooh, to say hi. So other stalkers watching stalker one stalk you. Exactly. She's it's, a, it's, wow. a classic, it's a classic Fresno stalk off. Wow. So- other girl comes up. Now, she works at the mineral place down one. As one does. Yep. And so she comes and watches my show, and she's way into magic. Uh-huh. Like, way into it. Because it's very similar to minerals. They have the same letters, <laughs> sort of. So she comes in, and she watches a bunch of my shows, and there's this little area I walk out of before my show. It's uh-huh. like a little corner. So she starts leaving post-its for me. So the, the, the notes... So, wait, so you... You walk out on stage, and then there's post-it notes on the stage. No, they're on the little behind the little thing I walk out. Of. Oh, okay, gotcha. So she, this woman, mineral lady, puts them there throughout the day, knowing that you'll see them. Correct. At some point. Correct. But then she always makes sure I saw them too. Oh, the follow-up. Because yeah. she'll walk by later and be like, "Ah, did you see my note?" Yeah. And at first it was like, "Have a good day," and then it was like a little joke, and then it was like, then the jokes get dirtier. Oh. Uh, so the last yeah. one. I use a whip in my show. Uh-huh. So the last one says, free at last, free at last. By the way, is Louis Fox your real name? One more X, and I'd expect a very different ending to the whip trick. Ooh. That's pretty provocative. Yeah. So then I'm walking to get my check. Uh-huh. And I have to walk by where she is uh-huh. to, to get to the office. Yeah. And she's like, come get some minerals. So <laughs> I go and I, she's like a trough, like a gold sleuth. Gotta thing. find the mineral. Yeah. Okay. And I go in and so she's across from me and basically she puts her boobs in the trough. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm just well, trying that to. that is the most effective way to get minerals. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. It's like a gold pan, but better. <laughs> so I'm just like, like, I just want to find a piece of quartz and then get my check. <laughs> She's like, I got quartz right here. <laughs> Have you looked between the mountains? <laughs> this is how this is how I made the last four diamonds that are in here. <laughs> yeah, so then she comes up afterwards and she's like, hey, 
bye. Uh, you know, I guess this is the end. I'm like, the end of what? Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the end, end of, of you being inappropriate with me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny as as I've noticed this progress. When they're at my shows, I talk a lot more about my wife and dog uh-huh. to yeah. try and, or like the Linda will talk to me after the show. I'm like, oh yeah, my wife loves that too. Uh-huh. Interesting to, to try and to well, give I her love, a hint. I and this, how old is this stalker? She was like 25. Okay. So you have a you have a decent range of stalking. Yeah. So my buddy Zach then throws in the push off of her too, uh-huh. and he's like, "I didn't believe you when you told me about this earlier." <laughs> I love that one, like the progression of each, though, right? The progression of the older lady was her hand slowly inching down your body. Yes, and then the uh, the younger one, the her progression was leaving you dirty and dirtier notes. Yeah. I feel like a Boy Scout leader is grooming me. Yeah, you know, I I get a lot of stalkers. They're not as sort of blatant, and I don't do as many fairs as you do, so yeah. they're not people that see me I have to engage with on a regular basis. Yeah. So usually I'm, I'm very deflective of it. Like, I'm very, like, if I notice that they are trying to be inappropriate or save stuff like that, I'm very dismissive. I'm very, like, I got to go. I'll see you later. Like, yeah. I, I don't really engage i'm not as friendly to them as i am to just regular people yeah and I, once i realized this was happening i try i still try to be polite yeah but there is a level of like that can be misinterpreted like i always find that sometimes my niceness and my engagement can be misinterpreted as flirting mm-hmm. and so now when i see someone that is like trying to engage in that way i have to just cut off my niceness yeah and just be real short and blunt and yeah it's probably what i need to do yeah you know don't be nice yeah don't be nice all right you want to get to the stories let's do it all right Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from the New York Post. That's a news source more reliable than an Uber driver with short-term memory loss. Why does an Uber driver need long-term memory? He's got GPS. (laughs) She's like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) He's like memento. He's tattooing all his Uber Uber passengers on his, and their fares on his arm. (laughs) And he's like, did you murder my daughter? (laughs) So this story goes... Pastafarian pastor wears colander, leads prayer at government meeting. This is awesome. I I, I dig this. Yeah. And there's a picture of a man in a pink shirt wearing a colander on his head, reading a script. And it starts in Homer, Alaska. A pastor wearing a colander on his head offered the opening prayer on behalf of the church of the flying spaghetti monster to open a local government meeting in Alaska, the latest blessing from a non-traditional church since a court ruling. I like how this flying spaghetti monster about 15 years ago started. I mean, it's a, it's a gag, but these people are committed to the gag. They're like more committed than Daniel Day-Lewis when he played Lincoln. They're living, <laughs> these guys live in the gag. Yeah, it's true. I would assume that there are people who are maybe atheists or don't identify with a traditional religion, and they saw that there was not a lot of space for their views in the sort of broader picture of faith and or the worldview. Yes. And so they created this to sort of get their foot in the door, right? Yeah. My wife went to a Daughters of the American Revolution meeting, Uh 
And Which they, is the worst name for a religion ever. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a very country-based organization, uh-huh. but they're civic-based too. Yeah. But they open with like saying the Pledge of Allegiance and singing the national anthem and then some weird religious song that and I read the text of. Burning a cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think I think I'm in trouble at home. <laughs> but it was so I think this like inserting religion into a lot of things like government is just opening the government up for, for fights that's not worth of anyone's time. Well, yeah, and that's the problem is that government only identified a certain amount of these religious groups as acceptable, right? And so it sort of didn't include a lot of other people that didn't fall into those specific religions. And so that's where I think they've sort of opened Pandora box with the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yep. So anyways, uh, the guy is wearing a colander on his head. And I must say of all the kitchen cookware, I think the colander is definitely the most fashionable. (laughs) Got a ladle on his head. (laughs) Because I think it doesn't look that bad, honestly. It kind of looks like an old World War I army helmet. It kind of does, yeah. yeah. And the guy looks like he was in World War I. <laughs> so Barrett Fletcher, the Pastafarian pastor, noted the duties performed by the members of the Kenai Peninsula Borough Assembly in his Tuesday message, adding a few of them seem to feel they can't do the work without being overseen by a higher authority. Kenai radio station KSRM reported Wednesday. The city council also said uh, they thought they were actually ordering spaghetti al pastor, (laughs) not a spaghetti monster Ah, pastor. So I'm calling to invoke the power of the true inebriated creator of the universe, the drunken tolerator of the all lesser and more recent gods and maintainer of gravity here on Earth. May the great flying spaghetti monster rouse himself from his stupor and let his noodly appendages ground each assembly member in their seats, Fletcher said. It's I... <laughs> pretty intense. I don't know yeah. if that's a prayer or a declaration of... <laughs> of war? <laughs> of Armageddon. <laughs> I would have loved to have been here and see... Like, I'm curious what fury he has while he's delivering these. I'm sure we could probably watch it on the internet. Yeah, I would love for him, because it says the power of the true inebriated creator. I would have been like, can we all raise our glass <laughs> to toast the inebriated creator? He's got his pimp cup. <laughs> his cop pimp colander. <laughs> the only people who stood for the invocation were those without seats in the standing room only assembly hall in Homer, which is about 125 miles south of Anchorage. One man turned his back to face the wall during the invocation, and the other man did not remove their hats. I think we throw around standing room only, the term, way too much. If it's standing room only, everyone should be standing. Yeah. They're like, standing room only, except for the people who are sitting. (laughs) What? They should change the term from standing room only to, we ran out of chairs. Yeah, (laughs) we ran out of chairs. We have a finite (laughs) amount of chairs. We're over fire code. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I find that very rude, right? Like, so they're saying that a couple people turned their back during this guy's invocation. Yep. And a couple people didn't remove their hats. And I, I feel disrespectful because I feel like he would remo- remove his colander for their prayer. Oh, he definitely would. Yeah. I mean, the people not removing their hats is more respectful than the time I met the queen and didn't bow. Are you supposed to bow? Oh, you... yeah. Now, it's not. It, that's an informal thing. Oh, really? Yeah. When I met her, I just put my hand out. <laughs> she kissed your she ring. She kissed my ring. <laughs> One man was so disrespectful, he left his chew in his mouth. (laughs) What is this guy in the corner vaping? The Pastafarian invocation followed one in June from Satanic Temple member Iris Fontana 
that caused about a dozen people to leave the assembly chamber in Soldatna in protest when she invoked Hail Satan in her opening prayer. But it's it's a weird two sides of the coin where if there was an opening prayer and I'm like, you know, like, praise Jesus and I walk out, I'm an a-hole. Yeah. But these people are totally cool with it. Society accepts one much more than the other. And so people have a hard time grappling with the idea that there are people that believe other things out there. Well, and that you can be in the same room with these people and not believe what they believe. Well, and that it's okay for them to do the invocation. I mean, they've lived a lifetime of getting invocations (laughs) of your religion. (laughs) I would imagine the Satanists have more time invocation. They're invocating demons. (laughs) Yeah. They're casting spells all day. What's funny about her name is Iris Fontana, which is the lesser known Billy Ray Cyrus daughter. (laughs) Fontana was among the plaintiffs in the lawsuit litigated by the American Civil Liberties Union of Alaska against the borough after it approved a 2016 policy saying that people who wanted to give the invocations at the government body's meetings had to belong to official organizations with an established presence on the Kenai Peninsula. So they're saying that you have to be an established, organized religion. But all you would need is one person. You're like, hey, this is my thing. I'm established. Yeah. I, I, I'm an church, established organization. Church of the Unabomber. <laughs> I live in a shed. <laughs> I'm the church of the weird invocation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, though, how much money, like, Alaska still must be drowning in oil money. If if you're going to fight it, like, that's not a good use of my town's money to fight this lawsuit. Yeah, I guess, right? But it's Alaska. They don't got anything going on up there, right? Yeah, I mean, they got oil money. It'd be like, here's what we can do. We can fix that bridge that's falling down, or we can keep the Satanists out of doing the invocation. (laughs) Other plaintiffs who had been denied permission to give the invocations included an atheist and a Jewish woman. I like how they don't throw out the gender of the atheist person. Yeah, right. Like that is specific <laughs> to the story. It was a Jewish woman. <laughs> Atheist man. And she let us know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Alaska Supreme Court last October ruled that the borough policy was unconstitutional and the borough government changed it in November to allow anyone to offer invocations regardless of religion. I think what they should do is it should be like you have to tip 20 bucks to give the invocation. And now it's a fundraiser. Well, I just think that they should have an application, right? And then you should say, we have this many amount of government meetings. This is the amount of invocations we need. And we're going to cover all our bases. And it's a lottery. If it's Satan, yeah, it's a lottery. 99% we're all Catholic, somewhat (laughs) oddly. You know, I mean, just every religion is represented. Like, you know, one government being, it's Jewish prayer. Next one's Catholic. One's Satanist. One's Spaghetti Monster. One's... Whatever it is, you know, where it's just you cover everything, whereas like everyone gets included as opposed to just a couple of different religions. Funny what's not really listed in this whole thing is like, you know, whatever Native American tribes there. They're like, nope. Yeah. Do Inuits live in Alaska? Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. They don't have an established <laughs> presence because we slaughtered them and kicked them out. The Flying Spaghetti Monster Church called FSM, for short, was formed in 2005 as a response to the Kansas State Board of Education's hearings on evolution in schools. Its founder sent a letter about FSM as a way to argue against teaching creationism in biology classes, the Homer News has reported. Church followers believe an invisible and undetectable monster made of spaghetti and meatballs created the universe after drinking heavily and that his noodly appendages hold great power. 
Many label the movement as satire, but it is recognized as an official religion in some countries, the news reported. And so one of the things you have to do to be a church, I learned this on The Daily Show when um, I think it was John Oliver, whoever, created a church, is you need to have a a physical location and then like a mission statement. Their physical location, the old spaghetti factory. Yeah, right. I like how it is recognized as an official religion in some countries, specifically Italy. (laughs) (laughs) The flying spaghetti monster. (laughs) It's like Italy and like Argentina. You're like, huh? Yeah, I mean, if Scientology is a religion, I mean, that's not too far off from a flying spaghetti (laughs) monster. Same thing. It's an offshoot. Barrett, who started his chapter in Homer on the Lower Kenai Peninsula, concluded his opening prayer as asking the flying spaghetti monster to provide each assembly member satisfaction in the perception of accomplishment and allow them true relaxation and an ample supply of their favorite beverage at the end of this evening's work. That's a very positive thing to say. Yeah. I like how it, we want satisfaction in the perception of accomplishment. <laughs> that, that, that is awesome. It's kind of like, like an FU yeah, to the city council. Pretty much. He then ended the prayer with ramen. <laughs> I don't know. I think people, I think uh, those are two different kinds of pasta. Yeah. That's how tolerant he is. Yeah, he is. He accepts all the different oh, walks of life. All the different walks of carbs. <laughs> Uh, so what do we think about this? I like what he's doing and that he's opening it up to other things. Uh, so I'm a fan. Yeah, I am also. And I am. I do believe that there is some sort of lack of separation of church and state. Yes. You know, we have the term God on everything. It's not inclusive to all the people that maybe don't believe in that. And so yeah. I think it is interesting and good for Alaska to open this up to people that maybe don't believe in that. Yeah. And it should be. We should, we should be exposed to different ideas, even if they're silly or goofy. You know, so. And I also read another article. of. Well, it helps that I have stock in colanders. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened my Etsy shop for, for, for colanders. He's a pastafarian. That's, that's amazing. On a side note, we did friend this guy on Facebook. And this guy has had a laundry list of former jobs. <laughs> done everything he is everything he was a boat puller he was a concrete quality assurance he was a repairman he was a wood stove salesman he was a night clerk he was a layaway assembly man he was he was a a catholic bishop he was a paper boy (laughs) he just seems like a nice dude honestly so he posts a bunch of different articles about this particular instance one's from the washington post and people just go off on him on his page. Yeah, I noticed that. There's a lot of people posting Bible quotes and stuff like yeah. that. That's a weird battle to fight because you're not going to change his mind posting Corinthians 4-7 because he has no way to look it up. <laughs> Why can't he look it up? He doesn't have a Bible probably. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he has access to it. He has a Facebook page. <laughs> I'm sure the Bible has a website. <laughs> Well, this woman wrote, The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable work. There is none that doeth good. Psalms 14.1. And then I would reply with like, TLC 5.2. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Man, this woman is laying into him. It's the same woman. She's just laying Bible verse after Bible verse after Bible verse on him in, in sort of response to him posting about these uh, his time there. Now, what's interesting, so if you if you read any Bible, at the beginning, 
there's always a copyright page. Is this lady violating copyright? <laughs> so she got us. She got to send ten percent of her likes to the Christian Church. <laughs> like, does she does she have permission from the copyright holder to be copying this? Is what I want to know. Or is she breaking the law? Okay, so so we we feel like everyone should be included. Yep, he should be. I don't think he should be ridiculed for this. I mean, it is sort of a spoof, but who knows? He might. Not, he might. Who knows what he believes? I hope all the spaghetti monster people start posting because they have they have their own doctrine and documents. Do they really? Yeah. So I hope they start posting their their things on her Facebook page. <laughs> We're going to ask him some questions if he accepts our friend request, and we will hopefully have an addendum to this story if he responds. It would be awesome. Yeah. And now, it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. On April 26, 1986, the Chernobyl disaster struck the Soviet Union when a nuclear plant released radiation pretty much everywhere after an explosion. Firemen were sent into the center of the radiation to extinguish the fire, and the radiation was so intense in this exclusion zone that one fireman's eyes were said to turn from brown to blue. Stories pod duh. This story comes from HuffPost.com. That's a news source more reliable than a barista that only drinks decaf. Do you have to use your products if you, you gotta are the know one hawking the, it? You gotta you know, still the, know it. You gotta know the Maybe product. The caffeine's bad for the heart, you know? Yeah. Never trust a sober drug dealer. Yeah. You don't want you don't want the dry bartender. <laughs> I think that's the one you do want. Yeah, maybe. Helps you make good choices. There's no throw up in your drinks. <laughs> it's always weird when you have the bartender that's drinking. Yeah, I always find that's very bizarre. Yeah. And they're always drinking more than anybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you found the job for you. <laughs> How are you maintaining? <laughs> so this story goes, two-headed cat, twice as lucky to be adopted by vet. And this is amazing. We'll put pictures up. There's video of it kicking it. It's got a Facebook page with more likes than both of us put together. Yeah, so the cat has two faces. My cat at home is two-faced. It'll be all cuddly and then bite my arm and run away. Yeah, right? I always feel like cats are like abusive fathers. (laughs) (laughs) Right? They'll drive you to a little league and then not pick you up. Yeah, okay. So the video we will post, it is pretty heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Just having a good time. Yeah, so... Cats are supposed to have nine lives, not two faces. Yes, this one, three eyes, though. That's a situation facing Duo, a San Diego cat born with one head, two mouths, two noses, and four eyes. Interesting, because it looks like it's got one eye, but I guess that's a double eye. In the yeah, and you know what's funny is, like, growing up, like, that was always an insult you'd call a kid who had glasses. Four eyes. But I think with this cat, that is not the direction <laughs> you would go to insult it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And what I don't like is that they named it Duo. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I hate it. Like, people who name things for what it is. Like, Duo. This is my dog, D-O-G. <laughs> this is my son, ugliest kid. <laughs> You know, whatever. But Duo was born. That was on your birth certificate. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I had to have it legally changed. <laughs> Duo was born. <laughs> the judge is like, you sure you want to change your name? It fits you pretty good. 
Dua was born three months ago, but was rejected by her mother. Join the club. Luckily, the mother's cat's owners was friends with a veterinarian, Ralph Tran, who agreed to adopt this special needs cat and give her the necessary love and medical care. Raising Duo has been an incredibly rewarding experience and at the same time, incredibly challenging, Trans told Inside Edition. Tran. Oh, Tran, sorry. <laughs> there I am thinking two, di- two, two different things. <laughs> at first, Tran fed Duo with a tube and a syringe, but she has since learned to eat on her own. Both her mouths meow separately and both noses are fully functional, Tran told people. How do they know both noses are fully functional? Does he give it like a smell test? Yeah, I guess you can't really ask him. I bet there's ways of finding out if their nose works or not. Yeah, I guess so. However, she is not particularly adept yet, Tran admitted on Duo's Facebook page. Well, I mean, it's yeah, still the cat, a kitten. The cat can't even log into its own Facebook page. <laughs> it hasn't figured out its Facebook yet. What's the deal? It's so behind. <laughs> One of them's got Friendster down. Yeah, you're never going to be Grumpy Cat until you can make a sweet three-faced cat meme. One face can tweet, but the other one can't, can't even figure out how to send an email. Each face fights to eat, and as a result, most of the food just ends up in the middle eye and on her forehead. That's why her forehead is now bald, Tran wrote. I like that it's just like, you know, one side's going to be all like yoked and working out and like at the gym and the other side's like, the food all goes to the same place, so I'm just going to kick it on the couch. I feel like Tran's not a good trainer. It's like, have you thought about two different feeding times? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, so simple. <laughs> two bowls. <laughs> uh, and if you look at the cat itself, it's so it looks like it has... One massive eye in the middle of its forehead, but that's just a bald spot, apparently. No, it's two two eyes, two together. eyes in the middle. Yeah, gotcha. It looks like it's very poor taxidermy. It looks like I'm on acid. Yes, <laughs> Duo has had other issues as well, including a respiratory infection, a possible seizure, and issues with walking. What is a possible seizure? Yeah, well, you're not sure. Maybe it was just uh, just having fun. Yeah, just <laughs> on the ground shaking uncontrollably. Ah, it was just having a good time. <laughs> it's In just break dancing. <laughs> In addition, she will likely need surgery on her middle eyes. She is also smaller than other kittens her age, but that doesn't stop her, he said. She may have her disability, she may have her challenges, but she loves life. She loves to play. She takes whatever is thrown at her and makes the best of it, Tran told Inside Edition. Except when you throw stuff at her, they can't. it ends up on its face. That's why it's bald. Throw it to one side or to the other. Don't throw it in the middle. <laughs> like, where's your blind spot? Right, right down the, the middle. middle. Although most Janus cats, as Duo is called, rarely live beyond a few days, her condition isn't necessarily fatal. One famous Janus cat named Frank and Louie lived to be 15 years old. Dang! And I went on a little uh, wormhole on Janus cats. So Frank and Louie was this cat that had two complete different faces, and it was like a full-grown cat. Yeah. You remember the Harry Potter Uh... one? Voldemort's growing out the back of the dude's head? That's what it looks like. Yeah, no, they have one brain. Yeah, one so it's brain. not two separate cats. Yeah, which is weird that the mouths are fighting. Yeah, so the CDC says that it isn't necessarily fatal, which is the Cat Deformity Center. Uh, <laughs> Good for the CDC. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think about this, Louis? I like cats. Like, it's cool. I mean, I got to play with a two-headed turtle the other day, uh-huh. and it was pretty awesome. Those are not as rare, though, right? 
I don't think they're as rare, but they don't li- typically live to get as big as th- this one I played with was. Yeah, but those are two separate heads. Two separate heads. So two different brains also, yeah. correct? I, yeah. I mean, I didn't x-ray it, but I'm assuming it's yeah. two separate brains. Right. A turtle's brains in its shell, right? No. <laughs> What are we talking about? What? what? Uh, yeah, so I think it's pretty cool. I hope, I think, kudos to uh, Tran to take care of the cat. And hopefully it gets some Facebook likes. Yeah, and that it gets some money coming in. Facebook page. You know? Get, get a GoFundMe for it. Yeah. I wonder if they would like surgery. You, you remove a face or just let it roll? Yeah, if you removed a face, would you be killing one of them? Yeah. Would it get phantom face syndrome? Yeah, because that's weird because it's like it's one brain with two faces. So it's like two things are eating. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was like one side is like really nice. The other one's like just, you know, super mean. Cat. Yeah. Or it's like right and left brain. One side can do math and the other <laughs> side can paint. <laughs> That'd be amazing either way. <laughs> if you could do one of those things, I'd be impressed. <laughs> but I can do both. <laughs> Uh, so we will post a video, then you could check that out, and you could be as warm-hearted as Louie was yeah. when he was watching it. It was amazing. Yeah, I like it. That's it for today, folks. We want to thank you so much for listening. We hope you have had a weird experience today listening to Louie talk about being stalked. <laughs> and you've learned some from the stories yep. and how weird the world is. And we hope it made your weirdness more weird. We've enriched your weirdness. Did I, did I meet our quota of saying the word weird? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> now you can check us out on all the social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Absolutely. And I don't think we should say all the social media when there's a lot we're not on. Yeah. Well, isn't that it? Is there more? There's Snapchat. Yeah, I don't get that. I, someone was trying to explain Snapchat to me the other day. Actually, kind of like a stalker after a show. <laughs> These three girls came up to me after the show, and they were very young. And so I just asked them to help me fix my phone. <laughs> You're like, how do I turn my phone on? <laughs> and Adam explained Snapchat to me. and I Because I don't understand Snapchat. Like, it's, it's a text is all it is. I, but it's like, for me, it's like, I like yeah. Instagram. It's like, that's what Snapchat is. But then you don't get to see the pictures for as long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of, it's like stupid, but yeah, they didn't have a good reason on why they liked it. Yeah. But yeah. we are not on Snapchat. We are not on so, Snapchat. We're not on Visco. We're not on. I never even heard of that one. Oh, that's the one. I don't think it exists anymore. Well, yeah, then we're not on that, obviously. We're not on uh, TikTok. Oh, yeah. We're not on YouTube either. You cannot find us on YouTube, <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> Snapchat, MySpace. <laughs> You can you cannot find us on those. Correct. Uh, but we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. You are awesome. You are fantastic. We appreciate everything. If you can, just share this with your friends. Let them know or rate us on iTunes. It does help us out quite a bit. Yep. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeats podcast.